Welcome to Journey into Alignment with Tracy Hill and Matt Rowe. In this episode, we are discussing the pineal gland and its significance to your life. Come join us for this incredible, empowering discussion. Today, we are talking about the built-in antenna. Yes, we have a built-in antenna inside of all of us. Tracy, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Matt. So I always love seeing you and chatting with you. These are fun coffee sipping conversations we have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, I, that's very well said. Fun coffee <laughs> sipping. And for anybody listening, we hope that you're sitting there sipping your coffee and really taking this time to slow down. So Tracy, I'm going to need your help today because we are talking about the pineal gland. And so what we're really is, is this is a built-in antenna inside of us. And it's an interesting topic. And this is a fun topic. This is one that was introduced to me by Dr. Joe Dispenza when I started to study his work. And he started to really dig into this pineal gland. And when you look at the history of the pineal gland, this is really, well, let me give you a quick, you know, what the pineal gland is, is this is really kind of like a, like uh, it's like a pine cone shaped gland in the center of your head. So, and it functions as a receiver in the antenna. So this is actually inside of our brains is that pineal gland sits in there and it picks up information from the outside world to your inner world. And as we discuss in episode four, this information is carried via frequency and vibration. So now we're starting to take some of the biology with inside of our minds and what's inside of our bodies, and we're tapping it into that third eye. And the intriguing part of the pineal gland is that it is not commonly spoken of yet, and it has a great significance in the religious world. So for example, when it's studied, when you look at history, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years ago, you would see a symbol called the eye of Horus. And that symbol was to mimic with the pineal gland. And as individuals thousands of years ago knew, this had significance inside of their health and everything that would actually go into it. So as I experienced, you know, as we are both intuitive and as we start to dig into it, I know that this aspect of my mind and my brain does exist. And I do, do notice too, is when I don't listen to it, this is when I had increased symptoms come up into my life. That voice telling you to slow down, enjoy this, be in the present moment, all of those aspects. When I didn't listen to it, I get screwed up. And so Tracy, tell us about the pineal gland. All right, you did a great intro. Okay, so as you said, it is in the very center of our brain. It is really incredibly small. I like to think of it because it is a gland, just like we have our thyroid and our adrenal and all the other glands. The trickle-down effect, and we're talking about more physiology first, the trickle-down effect, it starts in the pineal gland. If the pineal gland is not fully functioning, just like any other gland, all the other glands as it cascades down become affected. So, you know, the higher up on the, on the chain that the gland sits, the more it affects the rest of the glands. 
So this gland is really important. However, Western science, at least up until very recently, hasn't even delved into the um, importance of this pineal gland because they felt it was just because it was so small and in the sun of your head, it's like, oh, well, what are we going to do about it? Um, so that's the one aspect of it. The other side of it, as you had already mentioned, is the spiritual religious connection of the pineal gland. And you had mentioned the eye of Horus, but also if you look around at the Vatican, there are statues of pine cones and the Pope at the end of his staff, there's a pine cone sitting at the top. There is so many images and pictorials of pine cones throughout history because that is what the pineal gland looks like. It looks like a pine cone. It is very um, spongy, we'll say. It can absorb a, a lot. And so this is something that we're going to talk about is how it functions um, on a very basic level and how you can help it to open up more. And the pineal gland really absorbs energy. So it is that antenna. It is that thing that is waiting for a signal so that it can send out, you know, the, the idea or the thought. So it's picking up things from outside of it and bringing it to the rest of the body as like, as you said, as gut or intuition or just a knowing. Now, back in, okay, don't quote me on the years because I don't know years, but <laughs> before organized religion came around, yeah. the church was all outside connecting with nature and they would do plant medicine to help the pineal gland connect to source, God, creator, and spirit. And they would take this plant medicine and allow the pineal gland to receive messages from God or whatever you want to call it. Okay. So this is not um, something that was just made up. This is the pineal gland and how it functions. This has been around for thousands of years. So they knew this thousands of years ago that this pineal gland had such a big aspect of tapping into source or tapping into a higher power around of ourselves. And so they, for example, that you said they use plant medicine, they use these other aspects. How did they find this out? Like at some point, was it just really on that essence of intuition that they knew that this pineal gland was of such big significance? That's a really good question. I don't know if I have the exact answer to that. However, you know, as living in the United States, the two of us and growing up in the era we grew up in, we have gotten so far away from nature that they were so connected to nature. It just was natural for them. And they understood that nature has all the answers. Nature has a remedy for everything. Mm. Nature can be looked and viewed at as understanding how we function as humans, the seasons and the, the changes. And, you know, we need different elements to help us uh, through challenging times and mm -hmm. help us to connect to the world around us. And so how they, I don't know, they picked the plant medicine and ate it. I don't know that part of it, but um, they just understood nature and they had, you know, the, the 
leaders of the, the quote unquote church were women. They were the priestesses. They didn't have priests. Um, but because there was so much connection and people really understood connecting to nature and source, there was no money in that. And of course, organized religion came along and changed a lot of that. <laughs> we won't get into it in this episode. Um, but having that connection, really, it brought people together from all over. They would walk miles, miles to come together and commune. And that's where communion get, comes from, is that communing and connecting. It was about connecting with each other through source. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like sitting in a pew and praying for what you wanted. It was coming together and communing for the same outcome. Mm. And that was connecting to your pineal gland or to source through your pineal gland. So again, it's just, it's, it's the antenna, as you said, it helps with receiving a frequency Mm -hmm. that you cannot see or hear or feel, Mm -hmm. and it allows you to connect. You know, that's interesting, Uh, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about the gut brain connection, because you said that gut feeling that we have where it comes in and being with there is that connection with that source. Now, the tough part is, is how we grew up. We both grew up in the Midwest. And if we spoke like this in the Midwest, when we were 14 years old, we would be considered crazy. (laughs) and all of this, but we both know, and from our experience, we both know there are certain things and certain aspects of our lives that when we tap into uh, the vibrational feeling of anger and fear leads us down this path of having disease and being in like all of those ailments. So for example, if you follow Louise L. Hayes's work and you can heal your life, if your throat is, if you're coughing all the time, there's something you want to say to somebody that, and when we release that, we say that to that individual, the throat thing starts to dissipate and go away. So all of these aspects, and this is what Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, goes and started to take a look at and how he healed himself through his spinal injuries. And so when we go into these aspects, I think there's so much to our lives that was discovered by the high priestesses thousands of years ago by going in and connecting with nature that we as a western society today brush away and we completely forget all of these aspects that yes the world the planet has all of its ailments all of i'm sorry all of its remedies are available on this planet so for example cilantro removes mercury So like every herb out there has its own piece. And there's a really good book I'm reading now called The Natural Remedy. And so as it looks at all these aspects of healing ourselves, this is that pineal gland is so important when we look at healing is not just physically what we put in our bodies, but it's also emotional. And it has such a huge emotional aspect to us all. And how we go. So really, how do we tap into this pineal gland? And what benefits do we see when we do it? Okay, so your pineal gland more than likely is calcified, not you specifically, but the listeners. Um, (laughs) However, I would imagine mine's pretty calcified at this point. (laughs) However, I'm sure your listeners 
are dabbling in things that help open or decalcify the pineal gland. Now, the, the more um, decalcified your pineal gland is, the easier um, intuition becomes, or you'll just have downloads. You'll be like, uh, have these synchronicities. Those are some signs that your pineal gland is opening. Now it is an actual, um, an actual light that happens once a month that actually shines from the pineal gland forward. So there's a chemical process. It's a masculine feminine process that actually happens with a milk-like substance and a honey-like substance that they get secreted. And that's when it opens. And then a little flap opens like a little eye. That's why we call it the third eye. And it shines a tiny light. And that is actually what's happening inside. But if you are calcified, this becomes much more difficult because the honey-like substance gets crystallized. The milk like substance cannot flow and that eye cannot open. So when we say your third eye is open, that means that you have the ability to let this normal function happen. And when that happens, the rest of your glands actually get the benefit of that also. So it's really important to have this decalcified or not calcified in the first place. However, we're going to talk about, um, ways to decalcify it. And if you're doing the things that calcify it, then you'll know because they're very common things. Well, but I stop you really quick, yeah. Tracy. How does it get calcified? You want to go into that now? Yeah. Like let's okay. start like with how it gets calcified and then we'll talk about how to decalcify it. Okay. So it's, it gets calcified one through thoughts and emotions and habits. Thoughts, obviously, any negative self-talk or negative talk to other people or any kind of negative emotions like anger, fear, shame, guilt, all of those things will begin to calcify mm-hmm. watching news, mm-hmm. watching TV in general, <laughs> uh, certain types of music. If they're not, uh, if it's not on the 432 hertz, it will begin to calcify. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> certain foods. And you can kind of guess what kind of foods I won't go into that, but you can guess any kind of heavy saturated fat, sugary foods mm-hmm. will calcify it. Um, looking at any kind of images or harsh images or images that are on a negative vibration, mm-hmm. I'll call it. So any type of activity that puts you more on a negative timeline. So that could be not exercising at all, not taking care of yourself, not caring about the planet, not, you know, watching out for your family, your neighbors, hating your job all the time, just, you know, sitting in these emotions that don't vibrate more towards the love end Mm. that will calcify your pineal gland. Interesting. So really it gets calcified by hitting these negative emotions, like whether, for example, let's say I'm listening to heavy metal in the morning, watching the news and all the everything that's going on wherever it is on the planet, because I don't watch the news anymore. Um, like all of these things, and then I get in a fight with my wife, and then um, I get frustration with my teenage kids, and then I end my day with just being stressed out that I didn't get enough done with work. Yep. All of those aspects 
would begin calcifying the pineal gland and not allowing it to open and really being one with nature, the planet and earth. Yes. And I, I do want to mention one more or two more. Yeah. One is fluoride, which is why you should not drink tap water. Mm-hmm. And two is wireless earbuds and EMFs. So electromagnetic frequencies, the wireless earbuds, as you can see, Matt and I, if you can see Matt and I are not wearing wireless earbuds. They directly send these EMFs into your brain and do calcify it. I mean, that's what they do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so it's best not to wear them, especially in your ear. So yes, those, and of course, alcohol and smoking and any bad habits. Wait a second. Will... You're telling me the glass of wine I have at night is classifying my pineal gland. Yes. Sorry. Damn it, Tracy. <laughs> I'm done with the pot piece now. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. So really on the aspect is, is all these things that essentially we know damages ourselves, fast food diet, stress in our lives, um, alcohol that we drink and overconsumption. I, I put that word overconsumption just because I needed to. Um, smoking, like all those things that damage our bodies, the EMFs, like all of this stuff cascades together to calcify our pineal gland. And something that we're seeing today due to this heavy use of stress, overconsumption, fast food process, like all of these negative aspects, that's why we're seeing autoimmune conditions as an epidemic rise, is we're seeing these somewhat take over. I mean, the amount of pharmaceutical commercials are comical when you watch TV at night. So that's another one too. Any kind of medication, oh. even if it's prescribed, will calcify your pineal gland. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at all these aspects. So then to correct this, you correct it. So if yeah. you're a typical American, you probably have the majority of the things we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Matt and I are not suggesting you go and eliminate all of those things at once because that's really difficult to tackle one thing. Start with water because that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Get spring water or distilled water and add minerals into it, but do not drink tap water. That's mm-hmm. a very easy start. Yes. Or uh, stop watching the news. Because that to me is a really big one, especially right now. So anyways, to tackle, to help yourself overcome, number one is always nature. Whether you go stand on your grass barefoot or in the sand barefoot or on the dirt barefoot, you go, which we did this weekend, hug a tree, take a walk outside or sun gaze, which I love. So sun gazing means that you go out in the morning right as the sun's rising, there's a very brief moment, about five, maybe 10 minutes, where you can look directly into the sun and it's not going to damage your eyes. Mm -hmm. And that helps the circadian rhythm. That helps bring light into the eyes in the morning, and then you sleep better at night. And it helps to readjust the whole circadian rhythm in your internal clock and helps the pineal gland do its thing. So anything in nature, anything in nature, go um, plant some flowers, go uh, walk your neighbor's dog, anything, anything nature based is a beautiful thing. And this is like, you're talking about grounding. Grounding Grounding and earthing, yes, would be 
barefoot, anything barefoot. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you know what? Dancing in the rain, another beautiful mm -hmm. thing. So giving you permission to be a kid and go dance in the rain. Me and my kids do that once in a while. Yeah. Um, so then also, of course, meditation does not have to be sitting with clearing your mind. It could be a guided meditation. It could just be laying with no TV, no radio, no phone, and just staring at your ceiling. Any type of not listening to the outside world, perfect. Getting really good sleep, which I think we're doing an episode on sleep, mm -hmm. um, but really proper sleep, which there's definitely some things that everybody does that should stop doing before you go to bed. <laughs> Any type of yoga or Qigong or Tai Chi is wonderful for opening up your pineal gland, laughing, totally free. Mm -hmm. So this is where you have permission as long as you have the intention of laughing to raise your vibration is to watch a comedy, watch a comedy show, watch a comedian on stage, any type, anything that's going to make you laugh. My kids and I always play try not to laugh. And it's just something we play together. There's nothing involved but our bodies. Right. And oh, we laugh so hard we're crying. <laughs> so well, anything that's interesting that you say that. I mean, people have cured themselves of cancer through laughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, they made a movie with Robin Williams with it. And so when you look at this aspect of joy and laughter, we are really changing our vibrational levels to actually live in what I'm hearing is that we are stimulating the pineal gland by doing that. Correct. And especially through proper breathing, which is a big part of Joe Dispenza, mm -hmm. proper breath work, very important. Um, I've gotten into the Buteco breathing, which I find to be the most beneficial. Um, you can do binaural beats. You can do vegan diets, organic foods, superfoods, herbs, as you had mentioned, so many herbs. Oh my gosh. Herbs are so, I wish I could study herbalism because I would be, I'm fascinated by it. Um, but it is definitely intense because there's so many herbs out there. Um, but just go with the basic herbs you have, you know, locally, and they will help you with something like lavender helps you to sleep and, you know, valerian root and, uh, parsley and cilantro and, you know, whatever you have locally, or you can go in your own yard, they will help you with something. And then plant medicine, um, and that would be like psilocybin or um, marijuana. Certain things can, under the right conditions, help also open up your pineal gland. Mm -hmm. It's the intention behind it. So don't think getting high is going to open up your pineal gland. It, that may not be the case for you. It's all about um, the ceremony behind it. So those are some really basic things. I mean, there's more we can add um, to that list. But, you know, a lot of those are, you're already eating, you're already breathing, you're sleeping, uh, you know, you can add meditation and you can, you know, laughter is free. So adding those in and binaural beats, you can find on YouTube, it's free. And if you have a Spotify account or, you know, uh, some kind of music account, they have binaural beats on there. Mm -hmm. So you might as well go ahead and listen to that. You know what? I love how you said, whether it's from plant medicine to eating to, you know, binaural beats to all of these aspects, it's the intention we set behind it. 
Correct. This isn't, Everything's about intention. If you look at plant medicine, we're not in college anymore. And this is, you know, we're not right. for recreational, just kind of fun, but it's really the intention we set behind it. And I think on the aspect of just take food, for example, um, I love the story Diana Caputo says that, and I hope I pronounced her last name correctly, is that she says that when she sits down at the end of her day, and this is a woman that went from being bedridden, could not move her arms or legs, to now travels around the world helping other individuals overcome autoimmune. And, as, and I love how she says, when I sit down to a plate of vegetables, I give thanks. And I look inside and I say, body, look at what I'm giving you today. I'm going to give you this big plate of organic vegetables. And she gets excited about. And so she's really setting the intention from the food that she eats to everything that she does. And you're talking about laughter, too, is setting that intention of laughter, laughing with your kids. Try not to laugh. How beautiful is that? is that you are not just expressing this to yourself, you're expressing it outwardly and giving to others as well. Absolutely. And another big one too, for decalcifying, is keeping your cell phone away from your bed and your Wi-Fi router. It should not ever be in your bedroom at night. Ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Keep saying ever. But keep it out of your room. Because those EMFs at night and the Wi-Fi signal at night, um, that's it destroys your brain. Yes, it, it's not. The amount of electro, when Tracy talks about EMF, it's electromagnetic frequencies. It is all around us. I mean, Tracy, it's hard to say. Like right now, as we record this podcast, my computer is sending out a signal so we can actually record this right now from a distance. Tracy is in Chicago, I'm in Denver. And so we have this huge, beautiful opportunity to do this. But when it becomes all the time, this is something I try to tell my children, don't sleep next to your phone. Don't have it in your bed with you. Now at a young age, I, I don't think we see the effects of this, but as we age and as we get older, over time, like for example, going to McDonald's once is not going to kill you. Going to McDonald's every day, as it has been proven on, what is that? Um, the supersize me? Or, yeah. yeah, supersize me. Yeah, the doctor said, you got to stop this or it's going to kill you. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's everything in that moderation aspect. But imagine if you went into your life not having any of this. I don't think people realize how good they could feel. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will you will wake up one day because I did not do all of these things at once. It didn't take a few and immediately changed my water. And this is ongoing for a long time now, but I took a few of them and I immediately changed. I wasn't good at meditation. So that wasn't on the table yet. Um, but within, I'd say a year, I kind of go, Oh man, I feel, I feel pretty good. This is interesting. And, you know, you might say, Oh my God, a year is a long time. It, it can't happen overnight. You know, just like you said, if you're eating McDonald's once, eh, you're not going to notice, but you're doing it over and over and over and over again. It's a slow process of you being becoming unhealthy. Now you have to undo all that. So it's going to take a little time because it's not like it decalcified. It's not like you could throw some bleach on it, decalcify it. (laughs) (laughs) 
sport in your ear. Are you telling me there isn't a magic pill I can take that would just absolutely make this thing magical again? Hmm. No. (laughs) And you know, it's something that I'll tell my clients when we begin to work together is remember your state of where you're at today, whether it's multiple sclerosis, whether you have Crohn's, whether any one of these aspects of your life did not happen overnight. You did not wake up one morning and and say, oh my gosh, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. It is this cascading of events that has happened for many, many years. Absolutely. That gets it to this state of where you're at now. And what I love is that MS is this huge, beautiful moment of awareness. I Mm. call it waking up, is that it gives us this opportunity to wake up to our lives and our own self-love and really starting to pay attention to how we take care of ourselves and how we start to really take a look at how can I feel better again? And through that feeling better again becomes this new, beautiful life, adjusting your habits to where you want to be. I love how you said, start small. Just don't watch the news. Go two weeks. Just don't watch the news for two weeks and see how you feel. That's exactly what I tell people. Two weeks. Because after it's a that's a quick turnaround. The news is a big one. Mm-hmm. You don't watch it for two weeks. And I've challenged a few people at work and they're like, man, I feel so much better. But the funny thing is they go right back to it and then they're glued again. So yep. it's the whole drama of, of it all. It's the, you know, it sucks you in. Yeah. So it's really important if you do you feel like you need to watch the news? You need to counteract that with the same amount of time in nature. Mm. Again, nature is so important. Get a plant, get a house plant and take care of it. That, that counts. Mm-hmm. Talk to it. <laughs> you mean give love to your plants that's alive in your house as an energetic love that's in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Uh, Yeah. So you're taking a look at all of these things in your life. You're just making these slight adjustments and every one of those adjustments gets you feeling a little bit better. And that good feeling will allow you to make another little adjustment and then another pretty soon after that year has passed, you'll start to use comments that, wow, I didn't know I could feel like this wow, I didn't think that this would make this big of a difference. Wow, I didn't know that this really had such a huge aspect on my life. And as we start to create these little habitual changes, it becomes what's norm for us. Beautiful. And just, you know, I'm going to bring it back down to our, our listeners who more than likely have an autoimmune disease if you can imagine waking up, as Matt said, better every day, sleeping better, mm-hmm. not having aches and pains, not having brain fog, not having you know any of the, what you would call normal issues that you have every single day, that is totally possible because if you get your circadian rhythm back on track and you can sleep well, mm-hmm. sleep is a huge medicine. It helps you recover, rest and rejuvenate, and it helps your cells regenerate. And that alone will help you feel so much better. But if you are doing things like looking at your phone late at night and watching TV late at night and eating ice cream before you go to bed and drinking alcohol and all these other things, your sleep cycle is going to get messed up. 
and you keep doing that over and over and over again, and it will continue to not be on the right track to get you into a habit of good sleep. Right. And this really is taking a look at what do you want in your life? Right. Is your life that important that you would adjust just not watching the news? That really comes in this aspect of self-love, which we are going to do in another episode talking about fear and love and joy and all these aspects of it, is that if I fully love myself, I'm not going to do things that are going to hurt myself. I'm not going to do things that damage my body, eating bad foods. I'm not going to do things like, you know, watching, you know, being on my phone late at night adjusting my stress I have with my family to where, yes, we all have stressful moments in our families. It happens. You know, you have two kids. I have two kids. We, you know, we both went through a divorce. Like we go through these aspects in our life, but we have a a moment right there to either approach these moments with joy and love or continue to approach them with fear, anger, depression, shame, guilt, which is a negative vibration. I think at that aspect, when we start to approach things with joy and love, we are changing our pineal gland and decalcifying it. We're taking care of ourselves and everything layers upon itself and cascades just like our poor health got cascaded upon over time and time and time that gave us, got us to our current state. We are going to cascade it the other way over time to get us to where we feel our true, authentic, incredible selves that we are. So beautifully said. I don't know what to say past that. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Totally fun. <laughs> this is what happens when you actually engage your pineal gland and you stop listening to your ego and you go to source. Your source is like, all right, I'm gonna give you something good to say right now. And so even when I if you ask me to repeat it, Tracy, I couldn't. So yes, but this Beautiful. is really truly how your life begins to change for this beautiful world that you are, because you are, everybody that's listening to this is incredible. You are put on this planet for this divine purpose and reason. And source is just waiting for you to wake up. And by tapping into this pineal gland is such a important part of this wake up. Awesome, this was fun. This was fun. Thank you, Tracy, for the episode today. If you want to know more about it, there's definitely just type in pineal gland in a Google search and there is oodles and oodles, I mean, millions of pages on the pineal gland and you can go deep within it. And I hope everybody that's listening takes the time to start decalcifying their pineal gland and really tapping into its power. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Oh, you're so welcome, Tracy. And we'll talk soon. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Journey Into Alignment. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And in the show notes, there'll be links to both areas for Tracy Hill and myself. Your healing path is out there. Tracy and I hope you take the journey to find what it means for you.